Good morning. And that was well said. I do know the ups and downs and the in and outs of being a pastor's wife. Hold on one minute and let me get situated. First, I wish to thank the church leadership for inviting me to speak today. I am both humbled and I'm honored for this opportunity. I am humbled and I'm very honored for this opportunity. I pray that this message will bring honor, encouragement, and edification to all who are gathered here today. My goal today is to honor those whom God has called to serve at the Williston Church of God. The Bible teaches us to honor. Romans 13:7 says, Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. And everybody goes, uh. <clears throat> uh, Customs to customs are due. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor is due. James 5.11 says, We are to give honor to those who endure suffering. Hard times. Pastors are a gift to their church. They're a gift from God to their church. Would you please pray with me? Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity. Lord, I thank you that you have given me words to speak. I pray that I serve you well today. That God, that you are well pleased when amen comes. I pray that you would open every heart and the ear of every believer here to receive what the spirit of the living God has to say. Lord, I thank you that every word of God has power. So, Father God, I thank you. I bind up any distractions in the name of Jesus and take authority over you. And I just thank you, Lord, for there is a spirit of liberty here today. In Jesus' name. So, oh, good. I wanted Pastor Eric to join us. So Pastor Wes and Darlene and Pastor Keith and Sandy and Pastor Eric and Ginger, I want to say thank you. Thank you for all that you do. And I honor you today. Um, You know, it's not always an easy thing to pastor in a small town because if you stub your toe, everybody's going to know about it. And I can truly say about these men and women, I have never heard not one evil report. That is something to praise God about. Thank you, Lord, that they are honorable and they are upright. And I thank them for their consistency. I don't know anyone personally that's had to do as many funerals as Pastor West. I'm telling you, I don't think that that is a special calling because I don't see it in the Word. But I tell you what, it is a special grace that God has put on his life and a special anointing to bring comfort to those who are um, brokenhearted and in every situation. You know, really, for us who are older, it's a win-win game for us. Whether we live or whether we die, we're going to be with Jesus. 
But I don't want to go one day before it's my time. Not one day. But I tell you, I don't want to leave here if there's something in God's heart for me to do or something for me to say. Amen? Amen. Praise God. It's noteworthy uh, to mention that, you know, pastors, um, when they're called into ministry, they go through an extensive preparation. However, there is not a class that says Pastors Wives 101. We learn that by the school of hard knocks. When God called Chester and I into ministry, all he required or requested of me is one simple thing. Be my wife and a mother to our children. Now, uh, later on, there would be a lot of other requests. (laughs) However, as time passed, I sensed my own call that God was calling me. Chester, there used to be an ongoing joke between us. Uh, He would say, it's a good thing you married me or you might not have ever been saved. (laughs) And uh, I would say, listen here, I was called long before you were. (laughs) So I thank God that he does have a sense of humor. Listen, to pastor, you've got to have a sense of humor. It'll kill you if you don't. You have to laugh. Gets all those good endorphins going. As a pastor's wife, we must be willing to let go of our own plans and embrace God's plans for our lives and our families. The most important thing we can do for our husbands is to pray for them. A great deal of their success, yes, it is the Lord, but it is our prayers. It's the faithful prayer of women who are not seen and who are not heard. Our pastor's wives, they, are, they don't want to be, they, they like to be kind of obscure. And that's okay because that's how God made them. And we need to honor that and we need to give them honor. Don't forget to pray for them. Listen, one of the most important things we can do, you're going to hear me talk about prayer all the time because that's what I know about. I don't know about a lot of other things, but I know how to get a hold of God. So, Men and women, I say to you here today, the most important thing you can do is to pray for the pastors and their wives. They are a team. Individually, they may function differently, but they are all called to minister by God. There is a dark force at work against them. However subtle, it is a work to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And they, the enemy doesn't care how he does that. The enemy is working to distract all of us from God's assignment on our lives. Can I tell you that as we age, many times our God-given assignment changes. I know mine has. God's changed my assignment several times through the years. And I thank God because he knows when we're ready to change. He does not allow the enemy to have say over us. As long as we stay under God in a prayerful life, in a life submitted to him, the enemy has no say over us. And that goes for all of you too and your families. What I say of our pastors, it goes for everyone. 
We're not, no one is exempt. If you want to see more power in your life, you have to pray more. You have to sacrifice things. Take the phone off. Turn your cell phone off. I tell you, cell phones, I'm telling you, they, they do some good, but I think they're more of a curse than they are good. You know, when you've got little children walking around like this, and mom and daddy's not beholding the face of their children, there's something wrong. And the same for us. We need to be holding the face of our Father who has every answer to every situation. Every situation. Do you know it is your prayer? No matter how insignificant you might think you are or your life is, it might be your prayer that snatches someone from the very grips of darkness and from hell. We need to be sensitive. Listen, church, we're not living in the age we lived in five years ago or ten years ago. The time is short, and we need to be sober, and we need to know what we're doing and the battle that is against us. And if you think the enemy doesn't have a strategy against you already laid out, you're badly mistaken. You need to shake yourself and wake yourself up. And how we know that and how we uncover that is we continue to pray, God, uncover what the enemy would try to do. Show me. Let me be sensitive to the call of prayer. Listen, 20, in 2020, I remember the church I was in at that time. We began to pray in intercession. God, uncover what darkness is trying to do. Uncover the things of darkness. And here we are, and God's uncovering it. And now we're complaining about it, and we're griping about it. Y'all, this is our greatest day. Can you hear me? This is the greatest day of the church in the history of the church, I believe. I was born for this fight, and so were you. So were every single person that sits here. You were born for this fight, to see the kingdom of God come to heaven, come from heaven to earth. Don't ever back up from a spiritual fight. Hit your knees so quick, it'll make the devil's head spin. Listen, this thing about intercessory prayer, I'm, oh, they're called to be intercessors. We're all called to be intercessors. If you're washed in the blood, if you know Jesus as your Savior, you're called to be an intercessor. God expects us to sacrifice Sacrifice your time. Listen, sacrifice an hour a day and hit your knees and see what happens in your family. I'll guarantee you in one year you'll never recognize them. You'll go, my, 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 all the time I have wasted. And when you pray, pray believe in church. Believe what you pray. Because if you don't believe it, it will. you could just spend an hour of worthless time. But pray believing. So I got off course here. Sorry. Let me pull myself back in. So if you really want to honor your pastors and their wives, write under your little prayer list for your family before you get to Aunt Sarah and Uncle Joe and all of those people, just write in their pastors and wives and pray for them on a daily basis and pray for their families. Pray for their children. As the Holy Spirit leads you. Be sensitive to the Spirit of God. 
Your prayers of faith will make a difference. Believe and thank God. Praise Him for what we don't yet see. Let our praise go before. When you get through praying, get up and start praising God. Thank you, God. I'm going to see what I've just asked for. I am going to see what you have put in my heart to pray for. I'm going to see it come to pass. Heard somebody say, yeah, well, you may not get to see that, sister. I went, yes, I will. I know I'm going to see it. I am going to see it. My kids are going to be in the house of God with their hands raised, worshiping and doing the work of the Lord, whatever that might be. I'm not backing up, and I'm not giving any credit to the devil. Things may not be exactly what like I want them to be right now, but God is working. He is working. I love the song that says, even though it doesn't look like he's working, he's working. He never stops working. As long as there's a breath of prayer on a grandmother's lip or a mother or an aunt or a father or a grandfather, God is listening. And we will have what we are asking God for. If there are broken lives, if our children are going the wrong way and made wrong decisions, it's never too late because God can turn it around. You don't know how, but God does. God always has a way to bring our kids, our family, whoever it is, our loved ones out. We don't know, but God knows. Now, you know... um, And I may repeat myself several times, but y'all just bear with me. Old girl hadn't had a lot of practice lately. But, um, you know, I was thinking about, um, about pastors, our pastors' uh, everyday duties and what they see and what they don't see. And, um, you know, it takes great men of faith to keep on and to be faithful and to get up and straighten up and put on a smile and come in here week after week after week. And sometimes people come to church and sometimes they don't. I see a lot of empty seats today. Shame on everybody that didn't. Listen, church isn't an option for the Christian. We need to be in the house of God. Here, let me get on my soapbox just one minute. All that travel ball stuff, I'm sorry. If my kids were in school today, I would, I would be the woman they hate because I would lead a campaign against travel ball and all travel everything else because it takes them out of the house of God on Wednesday and Sundays. Now listen, how many I know of one young man in all of Williston that went to a major league out of all the ball games? He was a natural athlete. So, you know, if you think little Johnny's got it or little Susie, well, go for it. But I'm just saying, of all the kids I know in Williston, I only know one that it paid off. They will fare much better if they have, they're right here where the power of God is. Now, this verse has already been uh, quoted several, twice already. But I have it in my notes, so I'm going to read it. Jeremiah 3:15 And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Ephesians 4:11 
And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. God gave those so that they could equip the church. We're the church to train us up. Now, Pastor just finished doing um, a series on Wednesday night, and I know there were some of us that moaned and complained and um, because it wasn't one of those feel-good things. But you know what? He's one of the few pastors that I know that has gone the distance to show us what's coming down the road. And y'all, it, it's, it's eye-opening. Now, here's the good news. With all that bad news that we know about, God has a plan. Listen, there's many things that are going to come and happen. Pastor, I'm so sorry. I, this is not even in my notes. But anyway, but it bears saying, listen, everything that the enemy has, there are some things that must come to pass. If Jesus is coming back for his church, there's some things we're going to have to see with our eyes. You know, the word says, in the last day, men's heart will fail them for the things they're going to see. I can't even imagine what that will be. I don't know. But there are some things that need to come to pass. But I want to tell you that God not only has a plan, he doesn't have plan B and C. He is the plan. Jesus is the plan. He always has the last move and any more any moves that he wants in the future. But let your heart be rejoicing because, you know, we may see a lot of things happen. But as we stay in the good old gospel ship, we're going to sail through to the other side. We're going to cross. But the things that God expects of us is to stay true to the cross. Stay true to Jesus. Continue to let your word, let the word of God wash over you. Look, nobody's perfect. Not one of these men or one of these ladies right here. Nobody's perfect. But can I tell you that the sinister plots to bring worry, torment, and to attack their lives is unbelievable. Yes, I know they attack everyone else. But you see, the enemy wants to cause them to lose their place of respect. But you know what? They haven't done it in all these years. And God is watching over them. But listen, let's take up our responsibility as good soldiers. And let's remember to pray and intercede for their families. Oh, incidentally, this kept going over too. I want to say this. Please Please do not pray for what you want them to be. Could you just please pray in the Holy Ghost? And if you don't have your prayer language, this is a Pentecostal church. And everybody needs a prayer language from the youngest to the oldest. And if you do not have, I will be glad to pray with you. Jesus, listen, one, he said, don't you, don't you leave, don't you go into ministry, don't you do anything. You tarry 
to you be endued with power from on high. So that's an encouragement. But don't pray your prayers. Pray, listen, every prayer that is prayed in the Spirit of God is the perfect prayer. And it will always be answered. It will always be answered. So Father God, the word is written. First uh, uh, John 5 something says uh, that if we know that God hears us, We'll have the petition that we are presenting to him. If we know that God hears us according to his will, we're going to have it. That's where my premise of praying in the spirit is always the perfect prayer of God. Thank you. That's okay. Don't just keep down the applause. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Um, there's a great need for um, what we're doing right here today, pastor appreciation. You know, it's not taught in our society, especially this society, because um, of just where we are in history, but we need to teach our children and our grandchildren how to honor men of God, how to honor their pastor, how to honor their teachers, because honor is not uh, an important thing in our society today. Families, teach your children to honor. Listen, first of all, they need to know how to honor God. If you don't know how to honor God, you'll never honor your pastor, your parents, your teacher, or anyone else. But we need to teach our children. How do we do that? Get the word out. Tell them how important this word is, that this word has an answer for every situation in life. Sickness, death, disease, divorce, homosexuality, I don't care what it is, there's an answer right here. If you are plagued by uh, demonic powers, this wa the word says it's by the washing of the water of the word. And as we read the word, it can wash over us and change our attitude, change our mind, change everything that needs to be changed. But it's only as you submit to reading this word on a daily basis. And it's not just, mm, here we go. No. Do a systematic reading. Start in the Gospels. Again, thank you. Don't, don't, uh, don't shout me down. That's okay. Good going, lady. That's great. Great preaching. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. I'll shout for myself. <laughs> oh, praise God. You know, um, in Exodus, let me see. Let me make sure I'm on the right page here. Just a minute. Forgot a whole page. But listen, so as I was putting this message together and praying and asking God for every word, this is what I felt in my spirit. God is raising up a new standard against the enemy here at the Williston Church of God. Let me say that again. God is raising up a new standard against the enemy here at the Williston Church of God. And it has nothing to do with age or experience, degrees, 
It has everything to do with a true desire for God to use you in these last days. Do you want to be used in these last days for the glory of God? Thank you. Thank you. There's a few, few people that do. But listen, God wants to use everyone. And as long as you're breathing, God has something for you to do. God, if, as long as we're breathing, we may have an ache and a pain and a catch and you get along, but listen, God has something for us to do. Don't, I, this is my prayer. God, please, I don't want to stand before you one day and you say, Beverly, you did all that other stuff, that's all right, but here's what I wanted you to do, and you didn't do it. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? Now, listen, other jobs and other callings, I, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. You know, God expects us, if you own a business, you ought to be the best business owner. You ought to be upright full of integrity. And so, and most everybody I know here that I look out across, I see my, my girl back there, Diane Pierce, Nandy, she is exemplary. She is awesome businesswoman and a blessing to the kingdom of God. And many of you are here. Others are. I can't see real far, but I could just see her. But anyway, I thank God for you. So, we owe our pastors uh, a lot. Now, listen, y'all told me to just go for it, so um, I don't want to go into my dance routine, but um, so I have no idea what time it is. I need somebody to give me a... There's my husband. You know what? I want to honor my husband. Chester, would you stand up? Stand up. That man right there has put up with a lot of stuff. And he has remained faithful and true, and he's gone through the fire. More than one. And he still he takes a licking and he keeps on ticking. He's like a Timex watch. Thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, the main focus for the pastor is um, souls. I think if you got them individually, they would tell you it's all about winning souls to the kingdom of God. We've got to get them and bring them in. That's why they are to equip us. That's not their job. Once it's kind of like uh, I heard somebody many years ago say, it's kind of like you go fishing. You get the fish and you bring them in and the pastor cleans them. And so, but that is our job. We are to be soul winners for the kingdom of God. Um, and, you know, we all have unique personalities and unique ways to do that. Use it, whatever it might be. Use it. Start in your neighborhood. Start in your backyard, wherever it might be. But do the work of the ministry. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 13:7 says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls, and those and they must give an account, 
Let them do so with joy and not grief, for we would, that would be unprofitable. So, you know, pastor has to give an account for our soul one day. That's a pretty sobering thought, pastor. We should be concerned with helping fulfill the pastor's desires. I'm not going to go into this story, but it talks about David was held up. He'd been in a, in a battle, and he was just saying to himself, Oh, man, if I could have a drink from the, that well in Bethlehem, if I could, oh, how I long to have a drink from that well. And some of his men went and uh, risked their own lives and brought it back to David. And David took it and he poured it out. When I read that, I went, man, you're going to pour that out? They, went to, uh, they put their lives on the line and now you're going to pour it out? That, I'm telling you, Pastor, I'd be a little bit upset. But you know what? He said, no, I will not drink of this. It didn't cost me anything. It didn't cost me almost my life. And I believe that pastors feel that way many times about many situations. They're selfless. You have to be. But we have to be instant, in season and out. When that phone call comes in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, your heart kind of stops just for a minute, just for a brief moment. And then you gain your composure and you take care of whatever it is. But they have to be ready, on call. We should come alongside our pastor when fighting spiritual battles, providing support when they face challenges, refusing to tolerate any criticism. Again, I say this, I've never heard one word of criticism in all the years that I've known pastor or Ginger, or Eric, or Pastor Keith and Sandy. I want to just share with you real quickly a few things that, ways that you could bless your pastor. A loving word is a blessing to a pastor. A kind thank you. A call in the middle of the day. Now listen, don't keep him on the telephone. And do not call him on Mondays. Pastors are busy on Monday. Uh, many pastors resign on Monday. Thank God ours doesn't. They do. That's the, the, I think the highest day for pastors to leave a church is on a Monday. Go in and resign. Send a card for no reason. Invite them to dinner if you know how to cook. <laughs> a well-pleased amen in the middle of a church. Amen is a blessing or a shout. A love offering. People who volu- Pastors love people who volunteer. Faithfulness on Sunday. Doing what you say you will do. Let me say that again. Doing what you say you will do. Amen.
Well, you can say, oh, me. You can't do anything, say anything else. But you know something? Uh, can I just put in, please don't go with all your, I don't know anyone that does this, but I'm just saying, if you do, stop it. Don't go to pastor with little old piddly, sniveling little complaints. Take them to Jesus. He needs to be like this all week before God, getting a word for the body of Christ. Not trying to counsel you out of your little stuff. You've got the same power in you that pastor has in him. Jesus says, I give you authority to use my name. I give you authority over every power of hell and darkness. We but speak the name and believe it, it's done. Thank you, all three of you. <laughs> now, I want to tell you, this, I did something that was fun before this all came about. I thought, you know, I would love to know from other pastors' wives um, what, well, I have two questions, actually. And, but both pastors' wives, they don't know each other. One lives in South Florida and one lives someplace else. And, and I asked them, I said, what is the one thing that brings you the greatest joy uh, that your congregation does for you? What's the one thing? And I thought this was so interesting. They both said almost the same thing. They don't know each other, never laid eyes on each other. And they both said, it gives us such joy when we know the pastor, that after, pastor, after years of preaching, that each person would begin to find what their gift is, what their gifting is. Find out what God has gifted you with. You know, when you were formed in your mother's womb, he was knitting you together, he put spiritual gifts in you and practical gifts, ministry gifts. It is our responsibility to discover them. So they said, it gives us the greatest joy to watch people start operating in their gifts in the church. It is such a blessing to us. So can I say, you know what? I'm looking at Stephanie Ward. Stephanie Ward found her place in the body of Christ. She does jail ministry, and she is a huge blessing to people. Would to God that everybody would find a place, no matter how young you are or how old. Listen, we always need volunteers. I volunteered just for one day for nursery. <clears throat> Because I figured, I'm too old for this. I don't want to change diapers. I don't like it. I don't like this. I, you know, I do it for my own grandbabies and my great-grandbaby, but I don't want to do this. I said, y'all, I don't know what I was thinking. I, give me something else to do. I'll make a cake, but I don't want to do that in the nursery. But some of you younger people, y'all need to do it, especially if you've got kids you put in there. <laughs> Go in there and take care of them. Okay, now see there, I got, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, going down the right road now. Okay, so having said that, so, oh, anyway, so this one pastor's wife, I thought this was so interesting. 
And don't anybody start throwing stuff at me. I'm not asking you to do this. The one pastor's wife said, yeah, one year um, our church gave my husband a brand new truck. I thought, where were those people when we were pastoring? They weren't in our church. One year they gave us a romantic uh, weekend getaway at a B&B. I'm telling you, I got a little bit jealous. And so then they said, and then one year they gave us a cruise. I thought, wow. Now, I want to say this. I do know that this church is a very giving church. And they follow pastor's leadership. And so I, I'm grateful for that. But anyway, I thought that was really something. The other pastor's wife was telling me about how um, she and her husband, sometimes when they're going through stormy weather in the church or in their own life, they will take cards that's been given to them through the years that their people have written to them. And they'll just, they have a, she said, I've saved every card. And I thought, are you kidding? Wow, you must have to have a special room for all those cards. She's been there, they've been there a long time. And she said, we'll get one of those cards out and open it up. And we get so blessed at what they have written to us. And it just kind of lifts everything off of us. And I thought, isn't that wonderful? You know, I tried to do that one year with Christmas cards. And my family made so much fun of me. And I said, y'all, now this is what we're going to do for our family altar. I want to talk about family altar in just a minute if y'all help me remember. So um, I told Chester, I said, now Chester, when we sit down at the table, we're going to open up this card and we're going to share it, what it says, and then we're going to pray for that family. That sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? They go, and then they started making fun of me. All right, here we go. We've got to get the cards out. All right, so, you know, talking about giving pastors, all our pastors, a word of encouragement and a loving, uh, loving words. We used to have a sister in the church, and she just came to my remembrance while I was preparing this. Sister Carol Abel was the sweetest. She's one of the sweetest women God ever made. And um, she would come to Chester after almost every single service. I don't care if he had preached a bomb. She would come up and she'd say, Pastor, that word meant so much to me. It was so wonderful. I appreciated it so much. And he would just leave there floating. But she always had a word of encouragement. I'm so grateful for women like her. We need more of them. Could somebody tell me what the time is? Okay, well, I'm right on time. So, um, yeah, thanks, Susan. Well, I forgot. You know, this isn't a very popular thing anymore. But I'm tell- I want to talk to, this is to the young parents. Have a family altar with your children. Um, family altar is important. And, you know, it doesn't have to be long, depending on their age. You know, like 10, 15, not even 15 minutes, 10 minutes. They still, make, they still print this book. It's called Little Visits with God. 
And you can order it off Amazon. And it's just perfect. It's a little story, and it has a little Bible verse. And it's just perfect. But when you have family altar, it's a time to teach our babies about Jesus. About Jesus. That he heals and that he loves them. All the things that are very important for a child. And then they grow to know who Jesus is and to love him. Don't wait for the church to teach everything. It has to be at home that it's taught. Oh, listen, you know, I I tell this a lot. Used to, many times, if I was sick, had something going on in my body, I'd go to our children's church and let the kids pray for me because they prayed in faith. They didn't doubt a thing. And I knew I was going to get healed. And I did. So, praise God. Which I want to say thank you to Carrie and your team for what you do. You deserve, um, this lady deserves our prayers. She has one of the hardest jobs. She has a hard group. It's a needy group of young people. And oh my goodness, uh, what potential there is to tear that school wide open with the gospel of Jesus. There are kids who need hope. But how will they have hope if they don't have somebody to tell them about it? So pastors, y'all can just stay right where you are. Uh, We have a little gift if um, we could... This is for our wives, pastors' wives. Come on and... um, um, I just feel like pastors' wives get overlooked too much. And we need to... Yeah, come on, give them a... Now then, if there's anything you don't like, that, that place that we bought that, and you'll know what it is, you can take it back and exchange it for whatever you like. But I want to pray. But I also want to make this available to you. If there's anyone who wants prayer, I don't care what it's for. If you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in your prayer language, speaking in tongues, come. We'll do it. If you need prayer for healing, I want you to come. We will pray at the end of the service. If you're here by some chance and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, come. Let us pray for you. But I want to pray now for the pastors. And I want the pastors to remain seated, but I would like the congregation to stand. And as I pray, if you would just, those over there can just turn this way, kind of put your hands this way towards them, and you turn this way. And we're just going to, I'm going to pray a blessing. And then you pray anything after that that you want to, to God for them. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are true to your word. God, I thank you that um, I've delivered what you have given me the best I know how. 
But, Father, the most important part of this service is what will be prayed for our pastors. And we come in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray for them. May the Lord impart new levels of faith. May God the Father release fresh favor over their lives so that mountains move when they pray, so that doors open when they pray. God, I pray they be blessed, they be courageous from this day forward. Father, I pray that there will be new assignments. You'll give them dreams. God, that, Father, I know some of them are thinking about retiring, but, God, I pray that whatever your will is, put dreams in their hearts. Lord, dreams to push forward in the things and the plans of God for Williston. God, I thank you for an open heaven over this church. Open heaven so that when we pray, it ascends to the throne of God. God, I pray you bless them going in and bless them going out. I say they're always above and they are never beneath in Jesus' name. Father, I say that the deepest, the deepest yearning of their hearts. God, only you know, but God, I pray whatever it is, that through the power of your Spirit, God, you would overshadow them just like you did Mary, and holy things would begin to be birthed out of them. God, that you would show them things they have not yet seen. God, I pray that you will show and give them divine strategies to overcome the darkness of our city. God, I pray that you will give them the way and the mean. And God, I thank you that they are fearless. They are courageous. Lord, I thank you. And I ask you to bless them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and their wives and their family. In the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 So, Father, I just thank you that this has been a precious time. Thank you for our pastors. And God, I pray you would be with each family represented here today. God, I pray that you would bless them, satisfy the longing of their heart. God, whatever that is, if it's a deliverance for their child, if it's a healing, whatever it is, Father, we ask you to do it in Jesus' name. I ask you to just, I bless them. I plead the blood over every home. I thank you, Lord. And with that, we will say amen. And you are dismissed. God bless you.